For two plus decades now, Blue October has been stirring audiences. We've watched, followed, and loved them from the early beginnings of Hate Me to whatever they show us tomorrow. We bleed blue, and many of us have used that blue blood and this amazing music to get through our own experiences. It's always been there. Welcome to Just Sway, the blue experience, where your host, Lucas Peterson, takes on and shares everything Blue October. Let's Just Sway. I swear that some of the best 20 seconds of music ever created right there. Everything about it, the bass line, the rhythm of that guitar, the slow building crescendo of sound that goes into the drums, it's almost perfect. Sway has been a staple of my own Blue October playlist for quite some time now, and I'm sure that's true for many other fans as well. It's another one of those songs that's got this incredible feel and energy to it, and the message behind that song is even more poignant Yet it's different to each individual. My name is Lucas Peterson, and welcome to Just Sway, episode 13. The song Sway means so much to me that when it came time to name this podcast, the choice, in hindsight, was almost obvious. And I've been waiting for a while now to get this episode, well, I guess 12 other episodes I've been waiting, to get into this song. And what a perfect way to do it, with two other artists who created their own art inspired by Sway. But first, remember, if you enjoy Just Sway, please do me a favor and leave a rating or a review on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. It really does help a lot and lets others with similar interests find the podcast. And it's just super cool reading through the reviews. If you've already left a review, thank you so much. One of these episodes, I swear, I'll go through and share a few of them. Also, if you haven't done so yet, hit that little subscribe button and you'll be notified automatically when a new episode is available. I know I've been a little bit slower here in the last few months with content, but I promise you there are great things coming up, and I want to make sure you know when there's a new episode coming out. I'm glad you're here today, I'm glad you're listening, and thank you for coming back. You can also follow the show on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter by searching for Just Sway Podcast. And actually, truth be told, uh, I'm usually on social media to interact with just these podcast pages, and I wouldn't probably be on there if it wasn't for just sway so tag the show and some stuff drop me a line and let me know what you think it's a great pleasure for me meeting and interacting with all of you out there i just i really get a big kick out of it thank you again for all of that and all the interaction and keep them coming if you had told me that i'd be lucky enough to someday talk with the director of the just sway video i probably would have laughed at you bangani malambo who originally hails from zimbabwe directed the video for the title song off of Sway, as well as the third song from the album. And quick, uh, can you name me that third song? Anyone out there? If you're screaming angels and everything at your listening device, you nailed it. I was fortunate enough to get in touch with Bangani, and I was very excited when he agreed to come on the podcast. To begin with, I wanted to know a little bit more on his own background and what originally got him into film to begin with. Uh, I didn't really 
grow up, you know, watching movies as a kind of tradition or filming home videos or stuff like that, I think is a, a common story here. I think for me, uh, it started with wanting to do VFX. Like in my teens, it's like I messed around with Photoshop and um, After Effects and all these programs and I was dead set on doing VFX for like Rhythm and Hues at the time was a big company. I think they're now defunct um, and a bunch of others. And there was this one weekend that I watched Troy Underworld and Ben Helsing, like, like right after another. And it was the first time that I feel like the filmmaker brain switched on. And I was asking those questions and kind of like, oh, you know, that was a cool shot. How did they do that? And kind of started wondering more about that process and decided I wanted to be more involved with what I was seeing on screen rather than be handed stuff to fix, you know, in the end with VFX. So that's when I decided I needed to go to film school. There wasn't really anything in Zimbabwe at the time. And South Africa now has a pretty great industry, but I think at the time there wasn't really a film school I was aware of there. So came to the states and kind of landed in texas because we had some family over there and um you know went to community college got all the basics out the way then went to the university of texas at arlington and you know studied film there um the film programs like uh kind of very practical grounded program so you know you had a camera in your hand day one instead of being only focused on theory um, they had you shooting, you know, pretty early. And then it's also part of the art program. So you also have to do, you know, drawing and design and painting and sculpture, glass blowing, all these things and learn a lot of art history. I think that also kind of uh, enriched, I think, by kind of film education as well, you know. And then around 2010, 11, after graduating, I think that's when I started trying to, you know, assist and uh you know be a pa on different sets and then you know just kind of slowly built up from there you know mostly started in indie narrative um as an assistant camera person and then you know eventually added more commercial work that was maybe 2013 14 and then that's also around the same time that i started to operate more and also shoot more um and then you know eventually just now exclusively i'm a director of photography a cinematographer um and i'll do like you know short films music videos um i've done a couple of features and uh some commercials as well through one of his professors at ut arlington bangani would end up working with nori niven and blue october on the documentary he immersed himself with the band on multiple tours shooting tons of footage getting to know the guys and basically becoming the 12th guy on the road for a number of tours all the while building up his own knowledge base for film and learning whatever he could from Nori. Familiar with his work on the documentary and because of his relationship with the band and the management, Blue October took a chance on Bongani and let him direct the video for Angels and Everything. If you haven't gotten a chance to ever see this video, I highly suggest you do so. Truly a fantastic video and a great visual representation of the song itself. When it came time to shoot Sway, Bongani first had to develop what is called a treatment to present to the band. If you listened to episode 12 with Nori Niven, you heard him use this term often. And basically a treatment is an artist statement or concept of what they'd like to create. 
They can be simple or incredibly complex, and oftentimes they're fluid in their development, which is exactly what happened when Bangani first presented his idea for Sway. You get the treatment, or you, they're telling you to make this treatment for, for Sway. How did you come up with the idea of, you know, let's just put these guys in a room, let's put some, you know, what looks to me, what I've always thought of as like stars in the background. I've always thought of this video as exactly what the song says. Here's a moment in time to show up and dance with this song. Because, I mean, that's what he says in the song. You know, the lyrics are, I only get a little time with you uh, to dance, and, and then it's gone. So how did that kind of come to you to, to um, you know, to produce it that way or to direct it that way? Well, the initial idea, I think, actually was a lot bigger, you know, it had a lot of other scenes and um, kind of elements. And I think uh, uh, like a bigger kind of narrative kind of portion to the initial idea, you know, it was all about the romance, the kind of freedom, the kind of dance and love, kind of those emotions that you feel. It's kind of very free flowing, like the song, I think for me in the way you can kind of get lost in it. Um, kind of poetic and soulful. And those are the kind of things I was trying to express. And I think we had this whole idea of like this man and this woman and like some revolutionary kind of iconography and stuff like that. And the way like dance has been used to represent people, um, you know, breaking free or away from convention, you know, in this way. Um, and then I think we just decided to simplify it and said, okay, hey, we want to do something that's, you know, just the band. And so when I started to try to uh, think of it from that sense, I think I just wanted to create that environment that uh, was inviting for someone to have that experience, like you kind of explained. And so the, I get inspired by little sections of music a lot of times. And there's that like, um, the bass is like really kind of driving in, in sway. And it reminded me a lot of uh, With or Without You, You Too. I don't know if you remember that music video. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah. It's around that time. Like, it was a, I think it was pretty common. There's a lot of bands that did that sort of music video. The music video, just, just like the band in a room atmosphere, right? Uh-huh. Yep. Kind of like the way. And I felt like that was really appropriate for October because if you've been at their live shows which I think is like the best that their music sounds is live they have a really incredible way it's like the energy that's like in the room Justin in reaching into himself and the emotions and then just him as a performer and the kind of like the kind of art that he puts into it it's like so like palpable you know when you're at a live show and so I, I wanted to lean into just putting the band in the room, letting them go and just getting to capture those moments. Um, and so a lot of it is, you know, solo parts on every um, band member, solo parts on like the instruments and really trying to create the atmosphere. And then, you know, with some, you know, a couple of camera tricks and like frame rate and shutter angle or trying to get some stuff that was a little more smeary, some stuff that was slow motion and kind of just mixing this stuff in the edit to create the kind of like texture and flow and kind of vibe overall. 
So as a director there, and I know exactly what you're talking about, it's kind of like those, the two frames. And I don't know if it, a lot of people, um, it, it's real subtle in the video. I think it's real subtle and you kind of have to pay attention to it. And, and I, I think it's very craftily done. Um, but as the director, that's kind of your thought in mind when you're getting those shots that are like those, uh, I don't even know how to describe it, but you, it must be frame rate where it's like they're moving in slow motion, but they're choppy in the background. So you, you kind of had that in mind when you shot those. And then do you just tell the person that's editing here, here's what I'm kind of thinking of doing? Yeah, yeah. It was the luckily I actually edited it myself. As oh well, well okay, <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I didn't have to really communicate it. I think the 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 great thing about that was like you know I I can feel and see like what it needs to be when it's in front of me. So obviously, like in like capturing it, um, I was there on the day. I had a, a cinematographer friend of mine kind of run camera. So like both of us lit it you know, with, with the kind of Christmas lights, we kind of blacked out, um, you know, blacked out the studio uh, and it's a recording studio space. And so we kind of blacked out the studio, hung the lights um, and then kind of just went through every section. And I knew that I wanted, you know, like the normal, I wanted the slow motion and I also wanted that third one, which is the kind of um, uh, slower frame rate, which, then kind of smears across the screen, you know, like everything's not 100% clear. So I knew I wanted all those pieces um, and that I wanted the song to build, like, you know, it kind of starts slower and then the energy picks up, you know, and there's more cuts eventually, there's more kind of layering and blending of the shots as well as it goes, you know, just with like the kind of flow and energy of the music. Um, and so I knew I wanted those pieces and then in editing, you kind of find the right rhythm, you know, for it and try something here, try something there and then kind of shift things around and, until it's, until you feel it's right, you know, or feel it's good. Yeah. Well, well when Justin is kind of like, uh, he's, I don't want to say yelling or screaming, but he's very vocal in the, in the end where he's, these are ours, I think are the words and you've got the the kind of wider shot of, of him and a couple of the guys there. And then in the, the blurring image is like him, just his face, like moving and being so descriptive, like we know Justin to do. So it, I mean, it just really works. It really drives a ton of energy through right there. Yeah. Yeah. I think it does. In a way it's like, you know, your, your brain can process multiple like stimuli, stimuli all at the same time, you know, and it's this thing like where you're watching him in this wide shot and he's belting out the lyrics, but you see this kind of more emotive, energetic thing, you know, led on top. And I think there's something when I watch that, that I feel like that sort of energy and the kind of, uh, you know, emotion in that foreground thing is what is coming out of the voice. You know, it's like you're, it kind of makes sense to me in, in some kind of weird way like that, you know? Yeah. It's, and it's powerful imagery. And I, again, like I, I had to, you know, I've seen this video a whole bunch of times, but in, in getting ready to talk with you, I did a lot of paying attention to, okay, what, what's exactly going on here? Because as 
a music listener, first and foremost, I, you know, I'm listening to the song, I'm absorbing the music and then the video is there, but then I'm like, okay, I want to figure out what exactly did he do? What's he trying to, to show with these angles or, you know, with this shot into this shot and whatnot. And I picked up on that. I don't, I, I honestly don't even know if I had ever seen that kind of the blurring images in the background. I'm, I just didn't notice them as much. But then when, you know, in, in getting ready to talk to you, I really noticed them. It's like, oh, that's so cool. Um, and then here to hear you, how, how you described that you had that vision for it. And, and then uh, it works out pretty well if you get to edit your own stuff, right? You don't have to uh, tell somebody else how to, how to do it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it does. It's like, I, I think, um, you know, if you do have someone else, sometimes it is an opportunity for ideas that you didn't think about to uh to happen you know they can be some magic um but i think if the idea is strong and you know exactly what you want i think then you can kind of you know take out that step you know so to speak you know but i'd always be interested you know to just grab footage i've already cut and give someone the raw material and see what would come back you know i'm sure um if you've captured good elements, I think you could always get something good back, you know, no matter how many versions of the thing, you know, you, you make, you know, and I think just their performance is um, compelling enough, you know, that you can, you could watch it in, in, in any direction, you know, from this side or from this side, you know. We hear this often, right? How powerful and as Bagani put it, compelling Justin is as a performer. It's almost like his videos require him to be performing. Well, maybe not require, but I think the point is that it's a great source to draw from. As a director, I mean, it's just, it's awesome. It's right there. The point of the director of a music video is beyond just that, however. When you do any sort of like art or the music video specifically is that people can kind of, you're trying to capture the essence of the music and the song. And I think also in, in Justin's lyrics, I think, are um, lend to like also narrative kind of structures. You know, there's a, there's a certain amount of story, there's a lot of emotion uh, in there. And so you're just really trying to capture that. So in a way it's like the source material is like easy to work with, but then at the same time, you wanna try make it the most, um, kind of the most clear and true version you can so that people can can feel the same thing when they watch the music video, you know, and hopefully it can create extra layers to what already is, uh, you know, some great music. Always interesting to me as well, and you can really tell the quality of a person by how others describe their interactions with them, and have time and time again seen examples of how after someone works with Blue October quite a bit, they become part of their family. Having also worked so much on the documentary, I asked Bangani what his takeaways were after seeing the final product and kind of what it is he takes from the relationships with Blue October going forward. I mean, keeping up with their music now and then, you know, once in a blue moon, if I end up down there in Austin, you know, sometimes I'll try and see them, you know. Um, like I'll go to Orb Studios and see the guys there or go down to like Justin's or whatever. And like, it's be they've become now a pretty significant then like part of like my life and my formative years as a filmmaker, you know? <laughs> That's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. 
really deeply ingrained like in my brain you know and so it's like i uh they're now people that i wish like the best in the world for you know like that i i care for them you know i like i've met the kids i was there when people were like babies and i've kind of seen them grow up through the doctor but also in person and and so it is really kind of special and like this really great kind of message of like hope and like redemption you know that like whatever your kind of lowest point is um one i think there's there's always people who care you know no matter how lost you kind of feel because i think like justin was at this probably place where like he was completely kind of isolated and despite him feeling like that he had a lot of people around him who were rooting for him you know and who really cared for and loved him and that it's possible to come out of a dark place and rediscover yourself and find kind of like life and love and like happiness again kind of find your creativity and your voice and like who you are you know whatever that is for you i think that's such like a a strong um kind of message and especially including um you know everything about like mental health as well uh i think it's it's very it's like the right time for it and i th- think there were times like where we thought like maybe the dots done do we have all the pieces and it was just maybe the basic story was there but i think kind of connecting into that deeper more emotional um level that i think p- anyone can kind of empathize with uh, i'm i'm really i think that's the best part about the documentary for me and it's kind of been in the music if you've been a fan it's always kind of been in the music but i think that the documentary kind of really goes deeper and kind of lets you go behind the veil and kind of know the stories behind some of those lyrics and know the things that happened and kind of know where um they're they're coming from you know it really makes the music more meaningful makes you know the band more meaningful and more important you know and i think the message is is strong and kind of needed and good so um i i really love it the sway the song the video it's all been a really big part of my life and so many others lives you know you you being a part of that art and you know taking their music and putting it into a visual format is just it's awesome it's it's amazing work i love it um yeah can't wait to see uh, uh kind of follow some more of your stuff I'd, i'd be very interested to see how this develops for you it's really cool cool thank you yeah i just I mean I'm I'm grateful you know that I got those opportunities you know just starting from the very first thing like young kid out of college and like Nori giving me that opportunity you know and how that kind of built into the relationship that you know I now have with him and with them and you know that kind of growth for my career and you know just also I think really helped me grow personally to have um examples of people of like how to live in certain situations you know um and so i'm really grateful you know that i met the band and and for everything that we've done together yeah that's so cool i, I i've interacted with him uh just a couple of times but what a just a, a really true 
human being. I mean, he's just got such a big soul. You can, you can feel it. He's one of those types of people that you just, uh, you, you're, he attracts people to him for whatever that quality is, but he's, he's got it. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. So, definitely. What a great guy to yeah. learn from. Like, that's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. It was, I mean, it's just like simple life, life stuff. And I think I say this for everyone that you should have, of course, like friends near your age, but definitely have someone 10 years older. And if you can, someone 20 years older, because they've gone through all whatever hangups you might be about to go through and just can be such examples of like how to, how to live life, like just honestly and, uh, with love and compassion and empathy, you know, and, and so it was really great to just see that kind of modeled to, you know, his family, to the band, to his friends and to fans and just see that, you know, and that was really good. And not just Justin, everyone, everyone in the band, really, really great people. Um, and it was really good times. Yeah. Very well put, my friend. Well said indeed, Bangani. And thank you so much for your time, the great insight into the Sway video, as well as your work with Nori on the documentary. I didn't play it in there, but I apologized a few times to Bangani because we spent so much more time talking about his work on the dock, and I certainly didn't want him to think I was coming at him sideways by any means. I'm sure I'll find the proper place to share some more of that insight in another episode. I know you'll enjoy it. Now we go from the moving images of a music video to some amazing still photographs from my new friend Ashley Earhart. I first ran into Ashley when I saw her post one of her images on a Blue October fan page. She first shared an image that was inspired by the song Bleed Out, and I was immediately floored. It's an astoundingly powerful image in black and white that, well, it just needs to be seen. You can see the image on the Just Wait Instagram or Facebook page from a post I shared on July 15th. Go check it out. So I saw the image on Bleed Out, and Ashley and I started a dialogue about a project she is currently working on where she creates images based on songs or lyrics from songs. One of the songs she had been thinking of doing was Sway, and she asked me to suggest some lyrics. She worked on that, and after some time, shared some amazing images with me, and then we decided to talk. To begin with, though, I needed to know more about why Sway. What was it about this song with her in particular? Sway is one of my absolute all-time favorite songs, so I'm happy to talk about that. So, go into that right off the bat. I mean, that's an easy... Why... Why is it? What is it about that song? You know, just as far back as you want to go, I know that's a really broad question, but I mean, what what does it make you feel? What is it that that song does to you particularly? It's such a good question and one that I've asked myself over and over again. I mean, really, it is a broader question, right? So why why do we gravitate towards any song or any music in particular? And in thinking about that, I think it's just the emotion that comes across in the song and I really think it's Blue October in particular. Justin is so dynamic 
and the music tells such a relatable story that can get interpreted in many different ways. So I think it resonates with so many different people on so many different levels. And the first time I heard Sway, it was like the most romantic song I had ever heard. And what's interesting for me is like, as I evolve in my own life and go through my own life situations, this song takes on different meanings for me. When you say it's romantic, why do you say this song is particularly romantic to you? What is it it conjures up in that sense? Oh, so um, in the first couple of times I heard the song, and I, I think I said this to you in, in some of our back and forth, that I would never admit to anyone how many times I've played that song. And, you know, you can look. <laughs> you can see how many times you've played it on, you know, Apple iTunes or on Spotify. And it's, it's something I won't ever admit to anybody. But um, so going back to your question about what about it was romantic, the, the first time that I heard it, I thought it was so romantic because – I mean, isn't that part of the human condition? It's that we all want to connect with somebody in a very sort of intimate way and that we actually really crave someone. We crave that some intimacy, the same intimacy um, that someone wants that from us as well. When you say that, do you think he's singing this song from a place of, has he already, like, has he just left this person or is he about to see this person? Because I think there is two different ways to yes. approach it. Yes, exactly. And that's that's sort of where I was going when I was trying to explain myself in your last question about the romanticism of the of the song. That the first time the first time I was introduced to the song, I found it so romantic, and I, and I think it was because it evoked these images in me of like you're you you want to have this intimate moment with this person but for some reason you can't do it but that's that's where you're headed and i have to say now when i listen to the song i see it sort of differently and that's because i'm putting my own emotion into it and i'm interpreting it through my own life's lens and i see it very differently and i think that's what the um photograph is sort of capturing that you want that intimacy but it's no longer available so that person is gone so i've seen it in both ways if that sort of answers your question yeah yeah the, i mean in the photograph you're talking about give me a brief description of kind of give your best verbal description of that image you captured in how that song kind of relate to you and not only the well not necessarily the whole song but particularly that lyric that you and i shared yeah, I think you said you said um, that you really you read the lyric that resonated with you was it's time to get personal, and for and that's also in the beginning of your podcast, right? That's the snippet snippet that it's you use. Perfect. Yeah, I read yeah, at the yeah, end it, that that to me is right. the reason I you know that's one of the reasons I chose this name you know for it just way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, I love it. Um, and for me, I think there were a couple of other lines in particular. I mean, just the hands and the hips. I mean, it's just so romantic and intimate. But also, I thought, I've thought a lot about when he says that salt, or she says that salt, not sand, it will get worn like we did before. And so I'm wondering, that sort of evokes this image of like a relationship that's gone through some sort of metamorphosis, and maybe it's leaning more towards someone walking out or leaving um the other line the christmas lights all day i mean christmas season is one of my favorites and there's nothing better than christmas lights all day so it's it, it just it's there it leaves so much for interpretation but what is the meaning of sway incredibly i had to wait until episode 13 to actually even have this cross my mind incredibly or dumbfoundedly take your pick 
it's the whole definition of sway, you know, swing slowly and rhythmically back and forth. I mean, there's no better way to capture it. Oh, is that the actual definition? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you you way beat me because I was just I just had that thought. I was like, you know, I should have looked that word up. I've never looked that word up what it means. Well, you so before I started shooting it, I I've thought about it for so long. I mean, these ideas have been in my head for so long. And Sway is one of my all-time favorite Blue October songs. So the amount of thought that I have put into this song is probably a little obsessive. But I did look up the definition, and there's actually a second definition, which I find so fascinating. It's to move gently from upright to leaning. And I thought, isn't that sort of what we're all craving in relationships, right? Like we want to move gently with somebody, but they're there for us when we make that sway from upright to leaning and to have someone to lean on in those moments. Ah, okay. Boy, there's so much more in depth here. This is, I'm I'm learning a ton just in the, you know, short time you and I have been talking about this. Wow. I, I've never delved I, I don't know why I've never thought to look up the definition of the damn word. Um. Well, we all know what sway means. So, I mean, I don't, I don't even know what propelled me to do it, but I just thought, well, let me, let me just see. And I, I don't know, again, even, even just that definition and talking about it, like it, it just, uh, you can sort of feel it as we're talking about it. Right. Like it's just this moodiness and this kind of craving or, or lonely uh, loneliness, maybe. Yeah, especially when you're saying that. What was the re? Uh, you sounds like you have it there in front of you. What was the second one again? To um, move move gently from upright to leaning. From upright to leaning. So mm -hmm. to be just standing, and then yeah, if especially if you think of it in terms of like dancing, right? When you first maybe start to dance with someone, and however well you know them, I mean maybe if you've danced together for two decades, it would be different. But imagine a first-time dance, uh, you know, and then you're going to be a little bit stiff. So mm -hmm. you're going to be very, your back's going to be up straight and tense. And then maybe by the end of the three-and-a-half-minute song, both of you are kind of more leaning into each other. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And sharing that moment. And say Christmas well, thanks for the pass on the definition there, Ashley. Appreciate that. But the second one was certainly one that floored me. Very poignant and fitting, especially for the song. Good history on the feel of the song. But how does Ashley approach these images? What is her process? How does she go about capturing a visual for something that is of another complete different sense? And I'm going to struggle with the same thing here, right here. I'm completely telling you this story and Ashley's going to share this image. So we're trying to describe something that's visual through spoken word and uh, through your ears, right? So if you want to check out these images before we go into a full description of what she's talking about, again, go to the Just Way Instagram or Facebook page and check out the image. Hit pause right now, maybe go check it out and then come back. You'll have a better understanding of what exactly it is she's talking about. And we can uh, kind of work through what it is she set up how she went about this, and what she was trying to create with these images. So for me, when I'm photographing, there are two things that stand out to me. It's lighting and angles. 
And I think you can evoke a feeling in an image depending on those two things. So the low light was trying to capture, evoke an, a feeling of maybe sadness or moodiness. Also, black and white photography obviously captures that above anything else. I, a lot, I do have some frames of that same photo that are in color, and it just reads totally different. Um, I love the black and white and almost all my photography is black and white, but also, um, I love the Christmas lights. Um, the, the twinkling of the lights kind of adds to the mood of the lighting, but also the angle. That's an angle that you don't particularly always see people from kind of up from down. Um, that to me was just, it, it sort of created like a, a sadness or a walking away or a, a looking downness. Yeah. Or, uh, I mean, and I'm. I'm a short guy. It doesn't matter if you're short or tall, but it, in when I look at this, if if I was a tall man in walking or dancing with a woman or another person and you were mm -hmm. looking down as kind of has as they had turned away, that's the right. view kind of it might be a little bit higher than that, but that's the view that that you might see, which is another part mm -hmm. of, that you could interpret that from the song too. Right. I mean, Absolutely. That's a really good point. Why Why did you do the shoes? Why are you holding the shoes? <sighs> That's a good question. Um, so I wanted, I think that, as I explained before, I, I was trying to capture the, the, the element of a relationship ending or a person being missing or just that craving that person, wanting that, wanting to sway with that person, but they're no longer available. I was trying, that's what I was trying to capture with the empty shoes. And it kind of, the image went through so, some metamorphosis, right? So like the first image, I think I posted, it, it just, I didn't love it, but, and it was just, it was empty shoes with, you could see my feet and it just, it just wasn't quite right. And then I did that one with the other elements that we talked about it. And that one, I felt like that one spoke to me. That one represented the song to me and how I interpret the song or how I feel about it. Um, and then I think I sent you another image that was just another take on it with um, just holding a photograph. And to me, again, it's kind of evoking that missing something that used to be there. Yeah, you're not just holding the photograph. There's, you've particularly, and I, I think this is what I'm seeing in here, and I don't know if you do this, did this on purpose, but you're particularly blocking out the people with the fingers. Yes, that was very intentional. <laughs> and whether or not, <laughs> even, I mean, I don't know if that's you in the picture with somebody else, and it doesn't really matter, but the way that comes across is literally like, when I when I looked at that, that's the first thing I saw. This person yes. doesn't want to see this image anymore. Right. Um, it's blocked out. It's it's hidden from, you know, their view. Obviously, it's it's on the back of your hip, kind of. You're holding it that way. And there's another mm -hmm. part of that. It's like, oh, I'm I'm putting this back here. I'm leaving mm -hmm. this. I'm looking a d different direction. Uh, and then I'm gonna hide it as well with my fingers. But it's still there. It's still very close to you. Mm -hmm. uh, it's, uh, mm -hmm. there's a lot going on in that one too. I mean, both of these have a ton of, of imagery. So why do you do, why is it the photography? Why do you, why did you feel the need? Like when you hear this music and have these emotions, what, what is it behind that you want to capture? 
I, that's such a good question. I think it's just the way that I, I see songs when I hear songs that they just, I'm flooded with images and with blue October's music in particular, in particular, I have to, I have to say it's, I, there are lots of bands that I listen to, but for some reason with blue October, I think his lyrics are just resonate with me in, in a way that not many other bands do. His it's just it's so um, easy to translate into a visual image. I feel, and just hearing you speak about what you see, I think you're almost doing a better job at articulating exactly what I'm trying to get across. And sometimes I don't always know. It's more of a feeling, and I just get these ideas, I these glimpses. But I have to say, for Blue October's music, it's really it's really easy. And I I don't know if if that is the same for you when you hear music. Are you seeing images in your mind? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, it's one of the things I love about, or, you know, obviously we've gone a little bit away from that in today's time, but when when music videos first started, it was like, oh, okay, that's, maybe that's the same, maybe there was some transference, um, but oftentimes I would, I would, I would not have the same imagery in my head that whoever made the video I had a sure. completely different thought and feel and you know whole, whole perspective to it but then it's really neat to share and, and mm -hmm. some of it some of them uh, let's be honest some songs the videos are just way out there and they don't they don't you don't connect with them and that's okay right that's, isn't that kind of what art is about right mm-hmm Right. Absolutely. It, in a sense, it's like, and I've heard um, not only Justin, but other artists talk about it, if the art grabs your attention and moves you, uh, and it doesn't matter in which way, whether you like or dislike it, it's doing what it's supposed to do. Mm hmm. Absolutely. Even beyond that, when I've seen Blacktober perform, he's he's so dynamic when he's performing and you can not only hear the emotion in the lyrics, and I can't imagine what that would be like to be a musician. I have no musical inclination at all. I can't imagine what that would be like to sing the same song over and over, like thousands of times, right? Over the course of, you know, a tour. And to be able to sing it with that much emotion each time that I feel like he's singing it for the very first time in public. The two images with the, the salt on the floor, where did you do that? That's just in my kitchen. Really? Yeah, I know. I mean, I, I think that people would be surprised by where the images are. People may assume that I've got fancy photography equipment and fancy backdrops and lighting and all this stuff. That's It was literally in my kitchen underneath. I moved a table out of the way, and it's underneath a light. Um, and I'm actually looking at the pile of salt. I haven't cleaned it up yet. <laughs> <laughs> so and how, give me a rough estimate like how long do you think it took you start to end uh, just in the taking the images not in the planning oh gosh um it was over the course of i shot it over the course of three days so it was three separate days of shooting two different locations within the house um, and probably each shoot I spent four hours. So I'm going to say it was 12 hours of shooting. Wow. 
And how many images? Yeah. How many images did you get? (laughs) Hundreds, hundreds of images. And, and that's, that's just the way I, that I was trained is you, and this is going back to when I first started in photography, it was all film and you would shoot 10 rolls of film. And if you get one image that you like, you're, you've won one out of those. So that's kind of how I approach it. I take hundreds and hundreds of photos. And if I've got one that I like, then I'm good. And if I don't, sometimes it goes on the shelf and I don't use it. And what's fascinating is to get that feedback. Um, So I know I've sent you a couple. I've got two close friends that see some of my images before anyone else. And there are two people that are from very different um, sides of my life. Um, One's male, one's female, and they know me in sort of different ways. Our backgrounds are very different. And when they both agree on an image, then I know I've got it. (laughs) Okay. Come on, dance with me. So you really rely, it sounds like you just really rely on the feedback of some other people. Mm-hmm, a couple. And then I'm my, I'm my toughest critic. So as I'm shooting, I go back to the camera and I look at what I've captured. And, and it's it's really tough because, you know, I see something very little and I, do, I don't believe in editing. So I may play with lighting a little bit and I may crop. But other than that, I don't do editing on the photos. So I really try to capture it just right while I'm shooting. Yeah, I think both of these, well, both of the the pictures of you, I can certainly tell, and then the picture with the shoes um, as well, that there's no, there's no filtering. Uh, We've become largely a, a, you know, society or a media, in our media, everything seems to be run through a filter of some sort to either take away perfections, imperfections, or to add to. But both mm-hmm. of these have kind of a nostalgic feel to them. And I, I don't know particularly what it is um, about it in here, but you can tell that these are just genuine, authentic. They, they were just created and then dispersed as they were created. That's probably the nicest compliment I've ever received. Oh, well, <laughs> <laughs> no, they're really cool. They, I, I love the... And I think it goes to speak of the black and white photography as well, because you've got black, you've got white, white, and then obviously in between there, you've got the different grays. You've got the gray areas, yeah. Yeah, there's no colors, so you can't hide behind things. And when I'm creating an image, there is an element of myself and what I'm trying to get across in that image and how a song evokes a certain feeling in me. And I want to project that onto the image. But then when I went, when I am envisioning someone seeing that, I want them to be able to take that image and project something meaningful for them onto that. I try not to do too much research into, you know, what Justin thought of the song or where it came from or watch the videos before I shoot. Cause I just, I don't want to have too much in my mind as I'm creating my own visual image. But um, it, so many of blue October songs, like the visual imagery that comes to mind is just, it's, it's overwhelming. I'm just flooded with these images when I listen to it. And so that's why I think I can, there's so many um, lines from songs that I've been thinking about. The problem is my sets are becoming more and more um, complicated. I mean, I am currently asking around for, I'm in need of a car that's been in a car crash. (laughs) That's that's where I'm headed. I mean, 
it's it's crazy but i mean this could be you know blue october could keep me occupied for years i can relate to being occupied for years with something that blue october has inspired you to do uh case in point you know just way doing this podcast is definitely something when i look long term i don't see any reason why i wouldn't ever do it uh, i think these stories are going to just keep continuing and I'm going to keep running into people like Ashley and keep being fortunate enough to get people like Bongani who are directly involved in the commercial product that Blue October puts out and just keep running into these amazing, amazing people who, who want to talk with me. I mean, it's it's a wonderful, wonderful thing and I'm so very, very blessed that I'm able to do this, that I'm able to get to talk to these people, and that I get to sit down, make these shows, and put them out for, for you to enjoy, and to get that great feedback from you guys as well. It just, it's, it really means a lot to me. I appreciate it. Thank you for listening today. I got to say, again, a special thank you to Ashley Earhart. If you want more information from Ashley, make sure you go follow the Ashley Earhart Photography page on Instagram. I'll put a link to that to the Instagram page in the show notes. So go ahead and scroll up on your phone if you're on iTunes. It'll be right there. I'll also put some more information on Bangani's page, uh, put a link to his IMDb stuff. If you want to go check out more of his work, great. Give give some more support to him. I'm sure he would uh, very much appreciate that as well. I think he's done some uh, incredible work with Blue October. I hope he does some more videos for them. And again, thank you for listening. I appreciate that you were here I appreciate everybody who goes out, gives uh, some great feedback, whether it's on Instagram or through the different podcast apps, leave a rating or review. Uh, those are always so welcome, so encouraged. And until the next time you hear my voice, keep graceful dancing. And you're a superstar on your own. And I'm looking over your shoulder, getting older and God only.